Hey, Alex, what's up? Oh, you know, just living in the world when restaurants didn't used to be shut down. Yeah, that just came out today. Yeah. Um, but well, patio season. Patio on. season is on. Patio land track. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Amy and I went out for uh, a dinner uh, like a couple weeks ago. And as always, Amy's always playing games and talking to people. You could like talk to freaking anyone. Yeah, I just love a game. <laughs> okay, wait, rewind. Alex is like asking our server, hi, can we borrow a pen? Because we would like to play MASH. <laughs> MASH. Let me just remind you, it would be in the days when you were in grade four, five, six, or seven. Seven might even be too old. <laughs> no, I was I was mashing in grade seven. Okay, okay. And you had to pick your crushes. You had to pick your, your like vehicle. Vehicle. How the many color kids? of vehicle. Your kids. Real heteronormative stuff. <laughs> And then you wrote MASH, which which stands for? Mansion, apartment. And we did sewer, but you did shack? Yeah, we used to have shack. Okay, mansion. Sewer. It's so funny to see how right? different it is across the board. Right, sewer and then house. Yeah. yeah. So then you like, how did you guys even come up with your concept of your number? I can't remember. You would like do dots on the page and then you'd say, like, tell me when to stop. Oh. And then say you did four, then I'd go like one, two, three, four, cross out. And you'd cross out. Okay, so you just did dots on a page. Yeah, so I'd start like dot, 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 tell me when to start. Just random. Okay. Yeah. So my mash traditionally started like a circle and we like circled around and around and however many loops, yeah, counted as your strike. And so then you'd have like, you'd find out like your future lover. and And this was serious stuff. I remember like you would hold on to your mash for a while. I still have the mash from that night. You were snapping people your mash like mad. And I was like, I was Alex. Like, this is the future I want. <laughs> Look at my future. It's happening. It's coming true. I'm living. You were in it. We have a kayak. I was on transportation. Yeah. Anyways, so we were playing mash. And then I was like, this is a really fun throwback. But I have a better game. A better game? I mean. How about a different I game? I was. Okay. <laughs> sure. Some may say better. Some may say different. Different game. And I was like. Let's play Guess How Old Our Server Is. Yes. Um, I'm terrible at this, actually. I don't know why I bring it on, but I love a challenge. Uh, I feel like the age guess is really hard, though, because you never want to offend somebody. Yeah. And especially because, like, obviously we're at a drinking establishment, so he's plus 18 at mm-hmm. the very least. <laughs> and so, No minors yeah, here. <laughs> no minors. Um. So we were just playing along, and I said, like, we'll ask you three questions. We each got one question. We asked our waiter, and then whoever was going to win won a shot, Um, which was really fun. I don't even remember the questions we asked him. Um, Oh, gosh. Doesn't matter. Alex won. Yeah. That's the main thing. (laughs) Yeah. Alex won. She won the shot, and then we said to him, like, if you want to guess our ages, like, you totally can, too. Yeah. And he was like, okay, like, asked us a few questions. I think he only got yours. He didn't get my age either. He he got everyone wrong, I think. Everyone wrong on the ages. Yeah, he got everyone wrong and was like... shit at numbers. Yeah. Under. Guess under for all of us. Yeah, which, gentlemen, total gentlemen. that's that's a hard game because you do do want to guess under, you know? So I'll give him that. This story really turns around, though. Yeah, because he was like, he wanted to keep the game going. We were kind of like said fun, like, here's your pen back. Thank you a lot. Yeah, we all have our our futures. (laughs) We're good here. And then he was like, hey, I got another idea. How about I guess all your names? And I was like, like hell, this guy will get all our names because like he has nothing to go on. Um, Had nothing. And he was like, can I at least get the first letter of each of your names? Yes. This will never, ever happen in anyone's lifetime again. 
he turns and gets the girl that was with us dead off, like right away. Well, but he said, he said, and I'll say her name. He's like, well, it's not Jamie. And and then her face totally like yeah. gave it away. Yeah. And then she he was like, oh, is, is it? it? Because her face was like, Whoo, like. She did not have a poker face. No, but that's Jamie okay. <laughs> did not have a poker face. <laughs> but he got it. Impressive. Yeah. So we were like, that's weird. And then Alex and I were sitting beside each other and he's like, you're both A's. I'm thinking this guy's going to guess Alexis or Alyssa something. Or yeah. Like Allison. Like, I haven't met any, Amanda. anyone. Amanda. Yeah. So he just, like, looks right at me, blinks, and is like, Amy? And I was like, what the actual fuck? At this point, I'm like, he has a camera. We're looking around. We're looking around. I thought kind maybe of like, someone we knew was in the bar. I was actually, like, looking on my, like, clothes. Like, am I randomly wearing my name is or he, a necklace? like, a follower of our podcast? But the weirdest was when he turned to Alex, and he was just like, Alex. Alex. And then I said, I said, no, just like that. I was like, no. And then he's like, no. <laughs> and then I, I don't really, I was like, because we it. were like, no way in hell. Yeah. So we were all kind of just sitting there stunned, like mouth agape, like, no, holy crap. No. So we were, Alex is literally peeking around. She's like, somebody's going to like, be so, in we here. We know someone in here. This yeah. Establishment. <laughs> so she's like looking around and he was like, and he like says it again. And then he was like, oh, so it's not Alex. And we're like, no. It is, Alex. Yeah. And it was just, like, wild. And he literally was like, okay. And he, like, went back into the break room and was like, you guys should have seen me back there. I was, like, screaming at all my coworkers, <laughs> like, oh, my God, guess what happened? I did this. And, like, I guessed all their names right out of my first guesses. And, like, honestly, his reactions were so, like, like pure that there's no way that like he actually knew them ahead of time like he it was just really bizarre oh yeah yeah it was so weird so um if you're ever at the granary we're gonna yes. have full name drop because we, we are. guessed all the rest of his names uh sean riley o'connor superpowers sean riley o'connor look for him get him to guess your name see if yeah. he gets it right we want to know as well so it's in red deer yeah we think he's maybe like a magician um <laughs> however he's not following us right now and that's the biggest disappointment of um, our lives <laughs> yeah we definitely threw the podcast out there because we're like we're gonna pitch this he story. wrote it down though yeah and we pro- did tell him stay tuned for it, and we gave him the date of this drop so yeah that's true um so sean riley o'connor if you're mm-hmm. listening we which we hope you are you need to follow us on instagram and also we're really proud of you <laughs> And keep on guessing people's names. Beautiful. I, don't, I just don't think it will ever happen again. You said that You said that at least like 12 times. You were like, this is never going to happen again. I was like, mock my this words. This will never happen again. It yeah. was the whole time. It was really wild. And I want you to all go to the granary, get Sean Riley O'Connor mm-hmm. to guess your name. Mm-hmm. Guess his age. We haven't told you. So play that <laughs> game with him. <laughs> we didn't. And that's What's Up. This uh, episode was inspired by a conversation Amy and I had a couple weeks ago. You asked me a question. What was that question, Amy? I guess you could say it was inspired by me, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, we were on a walk, and I had asked you if there was something in your past life that you could have changed or redone. Mm-hmm. In my past life. In your past life. <laughs> what would you have changed to help yourself? Yeah. And... I normally answer, like, nothing. I would, like, not go back because I made the choices I made, but... No regrets. No regrets. (laughs) But that that night I had, like, a different answer, and it was... um, I wonder what it would have been like had I gone on antidepressants sooner, and I'm talking, like, at 17. 
because this past year has been a huge shift in my life and looking back I can see how that would have been a really good thing to do for me mm-hmm. well I don't have a huge scope and lens of depression so mm-hmm. thank you for being this voice here today mm-hmm. it it it's... You're welcome. My sadness <laughs> is for your ear pleasure. <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> ear pleasure. That's a new one. <laughs> um, but what would you say depression even looked like for you? So for the longest time, I didn't know um, that I had depression. I just would say I have like lows and I would have these lows in my life and Notice it, I guess, kind of like around puberty-ish to now. Um, so I'm talking like 10, 11, 13 years of this where I if I would just I would just go through these like dips and lows multiple times in a year for a couple weeks, sometimes a couple months at a time. Um, but it was all in my head in the sense that uh, like how I see depression represented in media always seems like quite extreme not that that's not valid but what I mean is um I didn't relate to it so if I saw someone not being able to get out of bed not responding to text messages not being able to go to work that wasn't me like I I got my job done always um and I and I looked after myself but I I just felt Honestly, like if it was low, it was just a time where I was low. I felt lonely. I felt isolated. And I felt like, um, I don't know the name of those like Russian nesting dolls, a prosanka or something. Oh. <laughs> anyway, well, I, yeah. you know what In I'm English, about? we know them as Russian nesting okay, dolls. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like on the outside, it was all like hand painted and lovely and beautiful. Mm-hmm. But inside, if you opened it up, instead of being like more and more Russian dolls, it was like inside it was... It, it just wasn't me. So the out, oh. the outside, everything that I was projecting outside, I feel like maybe I was just going through the motions. But inside, what I felt was loneliness, isolation, and like oftentimes like uncontrollable sadness, where like it it just it, it just felt out of control, honestly. Yeah, and you said it. This came on more. At what age? You were saying like 10? No, 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 no. no. I guess, I don't know. What's puberty? It depends. It's different (laughs) for everyone. (laughs) Okay. So when I started noticing like lows lasting more than a couple days, like, oh, I'm talking weeks, would be grade 12. Okay. Yeah. And like, yeah. So maybe like that was a significant change that your body went through by grade 12 and then... Yeah. transpired. I'm pretty sure I went through puberty earlier. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Got probably. Got in grade five, people. <laughs> so, <laughs> wasn't depressed then, though. I can't even remember. I literally think I was 12. Oh, yeah, I was, like, really young. Well, 12 is, like, grade seven for me. But anyways, it was that's Valentine's a... Day, I remember that. Oh, my God. So I went on a tobogganing party, and I thought, like, I injured myself. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we're not talking about periods. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> So you kind of understood or you felt these low periods in your life really significant and prominent in your high school years. Well, not starting in my high school years till now. And it's interesting because like 
during during all those times there was there was always stress and things to attribute it to. So right, you're in you're in grade twelve, uh, diplomas really tough, and everyone around me was stressed. Mm-hmm. So I'm attributing it to that. Then you go to university, and um, I feel really isolated and lonely. Well, who doesn't? You're like I'm stressed. There's so there's many a new exams. school you're trying new to make environment. friends. Like yeah. there's always things like that. Then I go to Drumheller, my first teaching job. Um, well, of course, you've been in school your whole life. You don't know how to quote adult yet. So living on your own, trying to like. I remember the staff room. Everyone was just talking about colonoscopies. And I was like, <laughs> why is this the conversation? Oh. You know, you just don't like, I couldn't yeah. relate to anyone. Yeah. Then I moved to Stetler. Things got significantly better because I started to like get my footing um, with a lot of friends and a better support system. But I'm still going through those lows. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting talking now, looking back, it's so cyclical. And like, how did I not see um, but at the time I just always told myself, well, you're not that bad. You're still going to work. Everyone is saying like, oh, you're really successful at work. Your friends are like, you're doing all these things with your friends. They're telling you lots of great things. Like you, I got so much positive feedback. I had such a great support system. Um, and I just didn't know it was, you know, just like the a next level. Yeah. Um, what kind of things like, would you say that you were doing and trying even through all those periods you were even saying you know going through your life now Mm -hmm. grade 12 and transpiring into an adult and then getting your first job and making new friends and setting up your life like in that process what what were you doing that was helping yourself with with coping Mm -hmm. with these low periods that you now understand as depression yeah um phrase that beautifully Thank you. Good job. Um, so I am someone who uh, goes to therapy regularly. Um, dep- I guess during the lows, I definitely am making sure I'm going um, and talking to someone. And we were doing lots of things because a lot of like my depression seemed to root around loneliness. So then we had a, a whole bunch of strategies. And you and I were talking about this, Amy. Like teachers are the best, I think, with like therapy, physiotherapy. Because <laughs> they give you homework. Yeah. And you're like... Well, yeah, I'm going to do that. Every night. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, yeah, give me that homework. I will do it. And so I did. So it was things like volunteer, um, make sure that, um, like, if I'm lonely, then don't live alone. Fast forward to me living with, like, 19 people and my, like, you know, so many roommates. Um, Making sure I have a good support system. And then another thing a therapist had suggested was, like, make sure all of my vitamins and everything are up because I can have low iron and take your vitamin D. Because that can cause some lows naturally also. Yeah. Live that good life. You know, proper routine. Yeah. Uh, Exercise. I was very good. Like, workout for your mental health. That was my mantra for so long. And, like, you're really good with sleep. And so keeping all those things was really helpful in maybe creating a steady footing for yourself yeah really good at routines yeah but in through all that time of coping mm-hmm. in these lows with the strategies that you were just explaining and even strategies from therapists or mm-hmm. um, coping strategies that people gave you you were still feeling lows yeah the thing is all those things didn't necessarily work I knew that it was good for me but it wasn't like night and day where I'm like oh wow all I needed was like get out there a little bit more make a few more connections it that wasn't solving anything that was just good for me yeah and you would still experience lows yes it would just like honestly it would just be like i would wake up and it would be gone so it it would literally be like i would anticipate 
times in the year when I knew it would get low. Like I've talked about summer holidays before. And as a teacher, everyone's always like, oh yeah, summer. Like, aren't you excited for summer holidays? I can't wait. Well, honestly, (laughs) I can't wait either. But every summer I was scared because I knew it would happen. I did, like, the mm-hmm. lack of routine. There there was just all those strategies that I do put in place so it doesn't get like super low. That's kind of taken away. And uh, I would get like a, a low every summer. Mm-hmm. So you were like preparing yourself in those situations. Yeah. And but that would also like I would feel really anxious because coming to instead of being like, OK, yeah, I know this is going to be tough for me. So I'm going to do this and this. It wasn't rational like that. It was more like panicked. Right. It's like uh, I don't want it to happen. So make sure like make sure I'm seeing these friends and I'm doing this and you're exercising every day and get out and wake up. But it, like it was like panic. That's like the song. Yes, I was telling Amy, you know, like, it's a TikTok trend, and it's also on a, on Parks, Parks and Rec, Rec yeah. where they're like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. But I've seen it done, and I, I laugh now. It was like, don't get depression, don't get depression. And that literally was me, like, don't get depression, don't get depression. Like, yeah. that was how I felt. So you'd prepare yourself. And then that kind of, I'm guessing that kind of brought you to this point a year ago now, mm-hmm. because, like you sought further help and got yourself on medication just a year ago. Yes. So talking about it now and it just being a year ago, I'm like, Alex, you like, you could have done this five years ago because it could have done it in grade 12. Apparently. (laughs) Right. Like, because it's been cyclical enough. I've done these strategies enough for enough years to know, okay, that is not working. So I went to my doctor. Um, actually first a a friend said to me, um, as I'm crying on her couch, <laughs> do you think you might be depressed? And it's always something I've thought in my head, but but as soon as I think, Alex, you don't have depression, it's not that bad. You still get out of bed. You still go to work. You still do your job well. So I, like, I always said it's just not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she said that, it was like almost a validation where it's like, yes, I've been thinking that. And now you saying that is like, okay, now there's two of us, <laughs> right? So I went to my doctor and just ask, like, can I try meds? Because then at least if if they don't work, I can rule it out mm-hmm. also, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, so that's not the route for me. And um, finally I'm on medication um, and it's been night and day. Like, honestly, it, it's incredible. So my doctor and I, like, shout out to my doctor. Love her so much. <laughs> she checked up on me so much. Um and and it what it comes down to is a hormone imbalance in my brain. Yeah. And this medication makes my brain operate the way it can. And like even reflecting back on your experience and you stating like now that you realize it, you kind of identified this early on like for yourself and you know it it being a hormonal imbalance like mm-hmm. I mean this is huge, like, for people to be aware and also, like, monitor in other people as well. Yeah. And so, like, I was talking with my doctor, too, because she was saying there are different reasons people go on antidepressants. And one is, um, like, kind of for a season, you know. So if you, for example, have lost a loved one, you're obviously going to be experiencing lows, right? So then she says, like, take this. It's going to boost your serotonin to help you get through that period. But then you can wean yourself off of it. Um, once, once you're kind of a little bit more stable. Right. Whereas in my case, it is the, the makeup of my body. And so this is a lifelong thing for me. And the interesting thing is sometimes when I tell people that 
they're like, oh, I, I was like thinking maybe you'd get off meds soon. And for me, I'm like, uh-uh, no, like never take these away from me because I have never felt like myself for a whole entire year since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember a time because it was like March to March. Not one time did I experience a low. And we went through a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's hardships, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's, like, yeah. loving that. Closure. Corona, right? like, <laughs> loving that restaurant closure thing. We love it. <laughs> um, but what it isn't is I'm not spiraling out of control. Right. Right? So, yeah. um, like, and this you're... this is my life. This is a lifelong journey for me. For sure. And I'm just so happy you got the help that you need because I think you even, you know, connecting with you, you are in such a stable place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting to say too, like people have made comments like, Oh, well hopefully you can get off of it. Yeah. That's a bit of a stigma behind mental health too, in terms of, yeah, it's interesting. Well, I think sometimes too, and, and maybe, maybe I even had some myself where I'm like, it's not as so bad that I need medication. Um, and I think, just popping a pill isn't solving everything either. But in my case, I did all the pre-steps, right? Go to therapy, try all these strategies. Oh, that's still not working? Let's try medication. Mm-hmm. So that being said, medication is not for everyone. If you're on medication also, great. If it's for a reason, for a season, that's fine. If it's for your lifetime, that's fine. A reason for a season? That like That's a great right. little play on words there. Right, right. Um. Well, yeah, and, I, like, I guess for you, have you had any barriers other than yourself in terms of your mental health journey with depression? Yeah, so... I, like you kind of mentioned you were, like, I was a barrier for myself because yes. I kept telling myself, oh, you're, I'm not that bad. It's it's not that bad. You can get up. You can do this. And you'd coach yourself through it. Um, but I guess, like, as an observation based on... on your experience and some other friends, it makes me think of mental health on or, or depression, sorry, uh, as a spectrum. Yeah. And some cases are really minor and some are far more severe than others. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say minor and severe though. Just, just in that, like it did affect me greatly. It just didn't portray itself that way. But yes, like it, it is a spectrum in that for some people it can be debilitating. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'm so thankful to have the support system that I do because I could see there being no hope if it was like, I don't actually have these people to give me hope. Right. Um, i sorry. I realized I asked you a question and then I jumped yeah, around no. there. But like, would you say other than yourself, were there any other, you know, challenges or barriers that you had in terms of like facing depression um, like, or coming to terms with your diagnosis even? It's... I, I haven't faced, felt, like, stigma around it myself other than, like, you hit the nail on the head. I think my biggest barrier was me saying it's not that bad. It's not as bad as what you see in media. It's not as bad as what you read about. But clearly, if this medication has, like, made this much of a significant change in my life, I needed to go on it. Yeah. Well said, Alex. What advice would you have, like, with someone who is trying to support a child or trying to support a friend or a family member through their journey of potentially depression or even mental health, like Mm -hmm. other concerns that might be you have an imbalance within your body. I think it's so hard to say. um, And I want to say that this has been like my experience and my journey. And I 
don't want to like be a spokesperson but at the same time I think as cliche as it sounds you'd never know what someone's going through and like depression and mental health aside you never know what someone else is going through so I think what I kind of say is is give yourself grace so if you're trying to support someone um that that's difficult and so if you need to look after yourself then do if you can reach out and be be there and hold space for them then do um but just give everyone a little bit of grace and and give your friend or person you're supporting um kind of the benefit of the doubt too in that like we're all going through our own our own battles our own journeys and um respect that I think and that's the best I can say yeah, I guess it does depend on the individual and at that time and yeah. kind of listening to what they're verbalizing. And like, you know what the challenging part too is maybe not everyone can verbalize. Mm-hmm. And so just maybe even physically being there for them or letting them know yes. constantly that you're there for them um, is helpful, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm like, quote, on the other side of it. But at the time, I d- couldn't always articulate it. I didn't always know it was a low. That was the other thing. I didn't really know till I was out of it. And I was like, whoa, that was shit two months. Um, but at the time, you just kind of keep going, right? Mm-hmm. I have that mantra, if you're going through hell, keep going. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that until I got out of hell. And then I'd be like, oh, that was hell. And then you're like, oh, back in it later yeah. on. <laughs> you're like, oh, welcome summer to my summer hell. <laughs> but yeah, happy to say that, uh, yeah, that is not happening to me anymore. And it's it's honestly so liberating. Yeah, I, I guess that's my thing. Like, you kind of mention it now. You feel so, so grounded, so stabilized now. And you're and this is you on the other side speaking to it. So, mm-hmm. so that's great. And we're excited for you. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, Amy, thanks for like facilitating this conversation with me. Um, I know that it, when we were talking about it, Amy was like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think you did a great job. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you verbalizing, you know, your journey Mm -hmm. with depression. How many times have we said journey? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone. It's time for Jar of Questions. All right. It's been so long since we've seen the jar. We took a week off for Easter. Name your top three achievements. Ooh. 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 Um, do you want to go first? Well, can we just... I have one. Okay. Do uh, one and then we'll bounce back. Yeah. Uh, so I was really proud of a piece I wrote in the 11th grade that got published. Fan fiction? <laughs> oh, Amy! <laughs> no! Your fan fiction? Stop it! <laughs> uh, we're not supposed to talk about the One Direction fan fiction on, on air! Um, no, it was a short story. I got published in a Canadian anthology. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you have the book? I have the book. My mom bought, I think, like six copies. We gave it to, like, my grandparents. We donated. I hope you signed all of them? Yes, signed them all. Okay. Donated one to the public library. There you go. <laughs> right? There so, you go. That's definitely one of them. Okay, I think one of the things I'm really proud of, and this is like a throwback, I remember being on my grad podium and um, sitting at the graduation listening to this lovely story the principal was saying about a girl who spoke to another girl and kind of changed their perspective about school. And I was like, this is such a beautiful story. And then I won a citizenship award at my high school on my graduation about, you know, just putting some positive energy out there and inspiring someone to stay in school. That 
that was you she was talking about? Yeah, they, like, called me up. And I oh. was like, I, but the whole time I was like, what a beautiful story. And I'd never known. They'd never said anything <laughs> to really me. That's really cute. Yeah, and, like, what I... What a beautiful story. I hope yeah, I meet I'm, her. Yeah, I'm, like, clapping. I'm like, who is this? This is amazing. And then I was like, no way. Because no one ever tells you those yeah. kind of things. So, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. And I actually remembered the conversation I had with the girl, actually. Yeah. It was in the washroom. So beautiful. That's so nice. Yeah, it was actually Aww. really cute. Yeah. So I feel like I kinda like randomly as a teacher like hold on and use that story with um students because I'm like, you never know what conversation you're how impactful your words can exactly. be. Exactly. Because you just don't know, right? So yeah. it's important that you, you know, always are kind of putting a positive spin on things. Yeah, so. if you can. Where yeah. you can, yeah, yeah. Where you can, yeah. Um buying my house definitely was like I think that might be the proudest moment of my life so far. Like, I just did that, like, completely on my own. I was really proud to be, like, a single young woman. I don't know. It just gave me so much sense of home, sense of roots and stability and purpose. And I was, I'm just so proud of my house. I love my house so much. Alex has a beautiful house. And Thank you. Beautiful backyard, too. Yeah. So it's just, just styled it. very mu- very appropriately to who you are. So yeah. I agree with that one. It's a great gathering place. It is. I would say, secondly, my top three achievement would honestly be my double degree in education mm-hmm. and my Bachelor of Science. Mm-hmm. And it really, it's not just maybe for me, but I think that achievement really did my parents proud, too. Because yeah. I was the first of their kids. And both my parents... Unfortunately, didn't like my dad has an art diploma and my mom didn't finish um, her education as to go through being a teacher as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I just like me and I'm, I'm really just proud of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think mean, so, too. Yes. I think just doing them proud and like showing their hard work as immigrants coming to Canada and yeah. how important they kind of pushed education on all of us. I was I think that's achievement for me and for my family. So I like I'd say that one. I'm I'm trying to think of a third one, and the, like I just have to say, what's keep popping in your head? I think, and it's kind of vague. I don't really know, but I just am like proud of who I am. Um, I I like I like who who I am. I like what I represent. I like that what I've been through. But yeah, I think my dynamic growth as a human. Yeah. It was really important to me, and I'm proud of that. You know, like pushing myself to move abroad, and even renavigating my life through COVID, and just you know, kind of changing plans and moving with times, and being dynamic and ever changing. I think is really important. So mm-hmm. that's great. This, I know this made me feel so. This good. was a great question. Yeah, it's oh, a good man. way to end. Love self compliments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I'm so big words of affirmation, gal. <laughs> Yeah, and I think what a great reflective way for you as our listeners, our A-plus followers, is to name the top three things that you are most proud of, your personal achievements. I can't wait to hear about them in We love your write-ins. Yeah. I love those. You do such a good job posting. I love seeing uh, all those. Me too. <laughs> Not, like, I love seeing them. Mm, mm. I love it. Mm, I'm so good at posting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your top three achievements? Write in, people. I would say I agree with you. That last point is my final one is I think my constant desire to push myself Mm -hmm. Um, and no one else is doing it around me. It's, it's me inspiring myself and just like pushing myself forward to do things that I set my mind to and then going out and and doing them. So, I mean, I feel like 
I'm really grateful to be able to do those things as well.